Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez, and I am here with special guest, Mr. Tyler Heaton, and we are gonna be talking about the newest Jordan Peele film, Nope. Now, something that's so exciting about this movie is I actually hear people talking about it, which is something that you can't say for many new releases. That's I true. mean, uh, people at my work who are not, they would say they're not movie buffs, you know, are like, oh my God. They're more movie goers. Movie goers, yes. <laughs> but they're like, oh yeah, the guy who did Get Out, did you see Jordan Peele's doing a new movie? Or like the guy from Key and Peele. Like people are excited about this movie. And the only thing I knew about it going in was that it was a horror movie. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know it was about aliens. You did, right? I had heard that, but I intentionally closed my eyes every time the trailer came on. Yeah, I remember that really annoyed me. It did annoy you, but I stand by. I mean, I saw the trailer like three times and still somehow didn't know it was about aliens, so I don't know (laughs) what was wrong with me exactly, but this film is a lot like Jordan Peele's other films in tone. You know, they're comedic aspects, but they're also horrific aspects of it, and it involves aliens. Instead of humans being the, you know, enemy in the film or the villain, it's more of a extraterrestrial creature because what's really interesting about Get Out and Us, which you haven't seen Us, but, no. you know, Get Out's more noteworthy, obviously, um, but they're both about human beings, you know, betraying each other and just being, ugh, just like primal, weird, just creatures. It's awful. I mean, Get Out's a masterpiece. I don't know how that was his first movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. And that, oh man, that stinks to have that your first movie, you know? <laughs> Same with like Orson Welles and Citizen Kane and stuff like that. Yeah. It stinks. You it can't does. like, eh, whatever. Jordan Peele did good on this though, and I really enjoyed Nope. Ty Ty, you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it, yeah. Okay. And we both saw it, we saw it at like a 9.30 screening, <laughs> yeah. and I felt like a rebellious teen <laughs> because we got out of there at like 12.06. It was midnight. Wow. I was like, dang, go us. <laughs> but I think the movie going experience was really helpful with this because, you know, watching it on the big screen, it was very well shot. Yeah. A lot of good sound stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're Mr. Sound Guy. Definitely a big, a big picture. Oh, Major motion picture. Major motion picture. <laughs> but let's get into maybe a brief summary of Nope. I think that you should only listen to this podcast further if you've seen the movie. Yeah. I'm talking to you, mom and dad, who will listen to my <laughs> podcast even if they haven't seen the movie yet. Bad, bad, bad. bad. You gotta see Nope before you listen any further. But just to recap, in case it's been a few weeks since you've seen it, this movie stars Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, they are siblings and they own a ranch and they own a bunch of horses and are basically, they're stunt horsemen for Hollywood, the major motion pictures. Yeah, their great, great, great grandfather was the first man caught on film, yeah. black man riding a horse. And speaking of, look to your right. Whoa, there's actually the film, the yeah. frames of the film. <laughs> yeah, we have um, <laughs> uh, frames of the man riding the horse from Restoration Hardware. Which is the first... Film ever. First film ever, yeah. It's cool stuff. (laughs) But I think that's actually a really cool fact. It is. And I love that they use it over and over again in this movie because that is such a tagline for a business or something, you know? And it's just like very realistic that they do that. But they're a pretty successful business. You know, they're living in some weird part of California that no one lives in. Yeah. It was like outside of LA by a couple hours in the desert over the mountains. Yeah. So they were really isolated. And Kiki Palmer is so annoying, but we'll get back to that. But she's the only reason that business keeps going because Daniel Kaluuya is like a mute at the beginning of it. I was like, my man, show some personality to your clients. (laughs) But whatever. We'll also get back to that and his character. But basically, 
their dad very early on again spoiler alert please stop listening their dad dies from an object from the sky mysterious object and it's tragic and we find out the object is that little coin remember yeah and Daniel Kaluuya keeps that and he's like what well, how did this coin kill my dad like flying out of the sky it was an insane way to die and he's very traumatized by that because he witnessed it. So then, cut to a few months later, and Kiki Palmer, come, his sister, comes to back down to the ranch to stay with him. And I like how this movie really immediately gets going with it. Yeah. You know, like some weird stuff happens within twelve minutes of the movie. You yeah. know, you're like even sooner probably. Yeah, you're well, yeah, because the dad dying that was like was the first, first thing three yeah. minutes. But yeah, you're like, uh oh, there's some weird stuff going on in this place, and things just get worse and worse from there. But how they handle it, I think it's really realistic because I think that's how most people in 2022 would handle a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, you want to capture everything on camera. Which exactly. Is what, which, can I get into the themes? No, <laughs> we're not on themes yet. No, okay, yeah, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Which is what really the film is about, like rather than... Okay, you're getting ahead of yourself because before <laughs> we get into themes, let's talk about the other characters really fast who... Oh my gosh, Papa Steven Yeun. Uh, I don't even want... I don't know where to start. He's, a, I, he's one of my favorite actors working. Just excellent. I, I can't stress enough how good he is in this film, how good he is in every film. Minari especially. And his character is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about that too. But Steven Yeun is in this film... And then Brandon Pereira, who is kind of a newbie. He's really only been in this movie. I don't know where Jordan Peele exactly discovered yeah. him from, but he plays Angel Torres, who is... Which, incidentally, my childhood best friend... I'm sorry for interrupting, but I'm so, no, I'm so excited going. when I found out. He was my childhood best friend from like kindergarten until fifth grade, sixth grade when he changed schools. Um, was named... He is still named. He's alive. His name is Angel Torres. <laughs> yeah, shout out Angel. I mean, you definitely don't know who I am, so I don't know why you know what Strange Love <laughs> is, but go off. Anyway, back to this Angel Torres in the film. He is a technology guy. He basically works at like a Best Buy kind of place. Yeah. And he has the worst attitude at the beginning, but it's quickly revealed that he's just gone through a breakup, oh, no. which is such a random little fact that you don't need to know, but it adds a lot of... I think it makes his character, honestly. It does, because you understand why he's so grouchy at the beginning. Yeah. But basically... He goes a little too far into his job. You know, he sells them this equipment and is really nosy. Like, what are you trying to capture? What are you trying to take a picture of? What are you doing? And then he decides to come out himself <laughs> to install it. And like, he just keeps on coming back. And Tai Tai, I texted you this, but I think that when you look up in the dictionary, supporting character, <sighs> this is him. Yeah. He is the most supporting character you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Like, he's in a lot of the movie. And he adds some stuff, but like not that much, but yeah. he's necessary as part of it. But like, I'm not going to remember his character in like half a year, you know? <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, that vibe. I will just because his name is Angel Torres. Okay, yes. <laughs> and then the last person I want to mention is Michael Wincott, who is the... who? Is He's a cinematographer, an obsessive cinematographer that they hired to get the perfect shot. He's, his lifelong goal is to get the perfect shot. And his character is pretty controversial in the letterboxed sphere <laughs> and just reviews in general. I don't know exactly how I feel about him. We can get back into that in a few minutes. Yeah. But essentially, all these people are trying to do is, one, stay alive because they've seen far too many people get swept up by this monster, but two, use this monster for spectacle and for their own benefit by capturing it on camera. 
But there are two separate stories going on at the same time, kind of, you know? I mean, they connect at some points. But yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, all of them are in one story. And then Steven Yeun's on his own in this little Six Flags Yeah, it's like a Western amusement park. Yes. And he owns that. And he's making a profit from that because he was a child star. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he was this child star on this show called Gordy's Home, yeah, which Gordy's. was about a chimpanzee who was part of a regular suburban family. And I'm going to be honest, that was the best part of this movie. More monkey. That's what Tai Tai wants. He wants more monkey. More monkey. Gordy? Oh my gosh. That is some of the most terrifying things I've ever seen on screen. It was amazing. It's just so well done and just horrific. I want more... Sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. I want more monkey because I want more monkey and I want more Steven. Yes, that was like by far the best part of the film for me. I mean, it has nothing to do with the Daniel Kaluuya part. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it does, but I have no idea what it is. But it just like is so well executed. And you know, when we first started watching the movie, I genuinely thought, because the very first scene, we were wrong. It's not the dad dying. It's the monkey oh, and right. the shoe floating and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking it was a short film. Like I was about to whisper to you, oh. We're going to have to watch a short film. We're going to be here until 1230. I literally thought it was a short film because I didn't know that was going to be a nope, you know? I mean, I thought this... Well, actually, I didn't know this movie was about aliens. I don't know what I thought this movie was going to be, but I didn't think there was going to be monkey in it. Yeah. And yeah, do we want to get into the monkey part first? Yeah, I just would say because we were... I remember like right after we watched it, we were like, we didn't know how it fit into the film Mm -hmm. and everything. And I like was thinking about it more and I think I, I probably maybe read this somewhere. I don't remember. Um, but so what I think Jordan Peele did with this film, which was really interesting is he, at least in the cut that was released, he made all these different plot lines intersect in a way that made it like understandable why they were related. Like Mm -hmm. Daniel Kaluuya's character sold his horses to these, to Stephen Yin's ranch, you know, and And they met up. Yeah, they met up. And so there was like some tie in terms of the characters interacted with each other, but it was confusing as to forwarding the plot, why it was part of it. But I think the reason why it was actually part of the film was because this film is not so much about the plot, but rather about how we have like an obsessive need to document mm-hmm. our like negative experiences and like the way that we need to film everything and the different ways that people react to that urge. So that's why you have like uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer's characters wanting to do it kind of like for their dad because it's their own ranch, but mainly to turn a profit. Like yeah. they want to be famous. And it's really Kiki Palmer's doing. Daniel Kaluuya is just kind of like, yeah. I mean, he's fine with it too, but he's like, bruh. Yeah, he's not quite. I feel like, I think what Jordan Peele is trying to say is he wants to find out what it is for his dad. Yes. But like that's not expressed as much as it could have been. Which, you know, it's whatever. It shouldn't have been that obvious. And then Angel Tor- the Angel Torres character, <laughs> he is, like, obsessed with aliens, we find out. And he wants, like, something to occupy his time with now that he doesn't have a woman. And then Michael Wincott's character, who's a documentarian, like, his whole life has been in pursuit of the perfect shot. I mean, his is the most obvious. Yeah, yeah. Like, he ends up dying to film himself getting eaten by it, which is like... I was just like, God, I hope that there was an extra USB drive somewhere or he dropped the camera. <laughs> it was an analog camera. I know, but still. <laughs> like, that's... that. I felt like that was, like, a little That was so stupid. dramatic and dumb. Yeah, like, I liked his character. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But I thought that part was a little bit stupid. It was just, like, so intense, him getting... And we haven't even talked about it yet. 
the creature, the alien, at first we think it's a UFO because it looks like a UFO. Yeah. But then General Kaluuya is the only one who has any sense in him. Also, his name is OJ. I forget about okay, that. Yeah, yeah. And quickly they make a joke like, oh, your name's OJ. Yeah. Like it's OJ like a, a white Hollywood lady like yeah. interacting with this young black guy. And he's like, OJ. yep. <laughs> and like he hasn't heard that before. But OJ is realizes that, yeah, this UFO looking thing is actually a creature because he sees it suck up that um in um yeah. that plastic horse yeah. and then it spits it back out and it like clogs it you know yeah, yeah. and oh but man some of the stuff with that monster thing is the most beautiful stuff in this film yeah when they actually show people getting eaten by the monster that, it reminded me of like spike jones for some reason that was the craziest thing i've maybe i've ever seen no that's super dramatic but <laughs> it was insane i literally like grabbed your arm it because i he went for it you know usually movies either don't show it, which is more tasteful, or they show it and it looks stupid. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's this movie called Close Encounters. Oh, yeah. Um, with, Spielberg. Uh, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. And they show it. They show the aliens and like what's going on and it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's probably dated by now, but... Apparently, Peele is very inspired by Close Encounters. Yo, so. that's what I was... Okay, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, Spielberg goes for it and it it works. And Peele, he goes for it and it works. <sighs> they show these people in the alien thing and it's so <laughs> disgusting. It's so claustrophobic. It's so terrifying. But it's also pretty in a way. It is. And then the monster is flying away and you hear people's screams and OJ's like, oh God. <laughs> like he just knows something is yeah. horrifically wrong. Yeah. And then what happens after... Basically, Steven Yeun is having this special, you know, Friday afternoon spectacle, show. Yeah. yeah, spectacle. And everyone's watching. And what do you know? They all get sucked up, including Steven, <laughs> which is so Steven. sad. Yeah, we wanted more monkey and more Steven. Yeah. Oh, so the, the reason why Steven Yeun's part, um, like how he fits into the theme is he like documents his trauma as well in the form of keeping all this memorabilia from Gordy's home. Yes. And, um, but you can tell like he hasn't actually processed it several times. Like he goes into like this kind of a spacey look and like right before that spacey look, it shows flashbacks of what happened to him. Um, and so you, you can clearly see that he hasn't dealt with the trauma and um, how can you all of your co-stars got bitten eaten alive eaten alive and you had to watch a poor little kid and then but then no the thing is though gordy saw him gordy saw him i'm getting chills gordy saw him and then because his character and gordy were like best buds in the show they had like a little fist pump thing gordy's all bloody he like crawls up to him and it's a really tense moment you don't know if little stevie's gonna make it through um and then gordy comes right up to him and then, like, slowly extends his bloody fist for the fist bump. But right before... And little Steven's about to fist bump him back. Yeah, right before he could fist bump him back, a Ooh. bullet goes straight through Gordy's head. And little Stevie just had to watch that. And I think that, I mean, I'm sure that is all sorts of symbolism, too. Yeah. And then, okay, let's go to this little bit of it. Weirdly, you can see in the whole scene a little sandal mm -hmm. that is floating vertically. And you see that same sandal later in Stephen Yin's memorabilia yes. collection. What the heck is that? So some people think that the alien had something to do with the chimpanzee. Yeah, I'm sure, but I just don't understand what. So this was going, this goes into something that was my probably biggest issue with the film is apparently the director's cut was three hours long and this was just like two hours and 10 minutes and 
like, I guess I'm kind of getting to like my overall, my general thoughts about the film, but I really liked a lot of things about it, but I didn't feel like it all tied together like it should have. Yeah. And I mean, in the trailer, which I don't remember this at all, clearly, because I wasn't watching the trailer very well, but there's another character and there are other scenes that were not in this final cut of the yeah. movie. And the character is on IMDb. I think he's like unnamed man or something. That's what it is. And in the trailer, they find this, his scenes important enough to put in the trailer. He's running towards the studio as everyone is running away from a studio and you can assume it's Gordy's whole, that whole situation. Yeah. And so I wonder what all of that would lead to, you know, what the tie-in is. Yeah. And maybe release the director's cut. Yeah, do it. Maybe he will, you know, hopefully he will. But yeah, that's some crazy stuff. But back to the spectacle that's going on at Steven Yeun's like uh, amusement park ranch thing. They all look up at the creature and that's a no-no. <laughs> they figure out that's what is going to kill you if you look at it. So Because it's like an animal. Mm -hmm. learn, and that's how like Daniel Kaluuya is... That's like why he's really important in this. Because he understands it as an animal and knows how to deal with it. Because he's worked with horses. His whole he's life. good with animals. Yeah. So everybody gets sucked up by it. And after they're sucked up by it and we see that amazing sort of Spike Jones-esque scene of them in the monster. We hear their screams... But then the alien can't digest some of that. <laughs> and that is a horrendous <laughs> scene. I feel so bad for Kiki Palmer and... Um, Daniel. No, Daniel's not oh, in the house, the luckily. Yeah, I feel so bad for them because they're in the house. And this alien is like peeing blood. I don't know what it's throwing <laughs> up. Maybe. Yeah, throwing up blood. All It's all the people's blood. Yeah. And then just like, you know... People's coins, people's wallets, people's, you know, walkers. All come crashing down on the house. Yes, everything that's not flesh is just crashing all over the place. You know, a bicycle was randomly there. You know, just stuff like that. Which is one of the most striking images in the film. It's beautifully done. And can we talk about really fast, speaking of a guest at that spectacle? Oh, yeah. The that was like another one of like the parts of it that I really liked. Yeah, the completely mangled female co-star and she was wearing like merch from this show a shirt, like a fan club and a button and stuff like that and she had this veil over her face because you could see that it was all scarred up that was another like amazing terrifying amazing touch but again what? it didn't really make sense that she would be there no it was never explained it showed her and apparently my brother was saying she's in the trailer as well for some reason Release the director's cut <laughs> because we really like a lot of the ideas yeah. of this movie, but just like some of it was not executed in the way that is understandable. Or like, enough. yeah, like I don't know. it's not executed to the extent that it should have been. Yes. But I think one of the things that's so amazing about it is you have like a huge name director. Like he's one of the big, I mean, Get Out is a huge hit. Us yes. was a huge hit. Like people talk about him all the time, especially people our age, I feel like yeah. really, really like Jordan Peele. And it was just really cool to see like such a massive studio backed filmmaker, like make something that was like almost like a true, like auteurist film, yeah. you know, like there was some really strange touches that, and, and something that you would never see in a blockbuster. Which is yeah. Really cool. I mean, seeing them getting eaten by that alien and that part 
that freaked me out. The little aliens. Oh, that people, people dress up as aliens. Yeah, so. it's so creepy. Like the choreography is just horrendous. <laughs> yeah. It looks horrible. And then it turns out it's all just a big joke. Yeah, it's the like, neighbor kids. Yeah, and it's so good. Stephen Yin's kids, actually. Yes, yeah. it actually is, which is kind of weird. I don't yeah. really get that either. It probably was a tie-in. I don't know. Yeah, but... So many parts of this movie are terrifying, but then there's humor so quickly that it like helps balance it out well. Yeah. And I know you weren't really scared at all. I like found I thought like parts of Get Out were like really creepy, mm-hmm. and like I I felt thrilled and unsettled by Get Out, <laughs> and I really didn't feel it and nope at all, which was another reason why I like didn't completely love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared by everything because I don't watch horror movies that much. I don't really either. I don't know why. It just didn't resonate with me. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I'm a jumpy person, especially in a movie theater. Oh my goodness. That is true. But I will say, yeah, it's really cool to kind of grow up, you know, this age with Jordan Peele because I think this is how people in the 90s, I mean, it's going to sound gross and like cringe, but like teenagers in the 90s with like Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson and all them. And, like, we have, like, Jordan Peele, the Safdie brothers. I'm trying to think of who else. Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yeah. But, you know, people like that, it's really cool to see them get big budgets and still be able to make stuff like this. Yeah. Because, yeah, Nope was huge. And it's going to make all of its money back. Because, I mean, so many people are talking about, oh, I need to see that. But I will say the only problem with it is since it's come out, a lot of people are like, oh, I heard that's really weird. Is it too weird? Oh, yeah. It's... It is pretty weird, actually. It's not that, I mean, it's like, actually, when you think about it, considering all movies ever, it's not that weird. Yeah, but the chimpanzee derelicts part? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. My parents that's are going to see it and be like, what was the chimpanzee? Yeah, but at least, I mean, people are going to see it. Yes, which is really good. Keep seeing movies like this. I know you guys have talked about on the show, like, um, I forget the other director they talked about, but like, Nolan is one of those that, like, huge hits you know in the box office and also like critically respected Baz Luhrmann sort of Baz Luhrmann sort of I feel like he used to be more relevant than he is now even though a lot of people have seen Elvis it's crazy um and I think Jordan Peele is definitely like among those ranks Mm -hmm. now which is good because I think Jordan Peele's a lot more interesting than Christopher Nolan Mm. but I'm just not a big Nolan fan oh but you know what I'm sorry to keep rambling one of my other issues with this film is actually an issue that I always find with Nolan's film. I didn't find the script to be that good. Who's Nolan? You mean Peele? No, no. I'm saying and like the same issue that I have with Christopher Nolan's films. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the script in this was okay, but I think it's because Kiki Palmer was so annoying. Just, it wasn't even really her lines all the time. I mean, she seemed like a real person, though, because she that's yeah. how she is in real life. Like, watch any interview. Yeah. I just felt like... Not a lot of the lines rang false. Like they didn't, they weren't well round. Like they didn't feel like round. It's weird because I think Daniel Kaluuya's were fine. Maybe because he know. didn't say anything. Yeah, but even then, it still felt forced to me. Really, something. something about his eyes and just his physicality. He's one of the best actors working today. Because, oh, I thought his performance was really. Yeah, good. I don't know how he just is like. He's just there. Yeah. His presence is insane. And he does like what I think is the mark of a great actor. Like even if how he looks and dresses and like his hair or whatever, mm-hmm. his like body type is pretty much unchanged. He feels like a different on person, yes. a different person on screen um, than he does in other films. Definitely. Which I think is like, yeah. But I just felt like, and it wasn't even that the characterization wasn't good enough. Cause thinking back, the characters were actually like pretty well rounded, but I think for some reason it just didn't, it, the dialogue didn't really make them come to life that much for me. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I get that too. And something crazy is that Jordan Peele actually tweeted something about... Yeah, he, he yeah. had like a nightmare that a chimpanzee ate everyone on a movie set or something. What was it? was like yeah. something like that. He tweeted that in 2014, and we're yeah. like, "Well, honey, you you got your wish, I guess. You made that come to life." He I said he woke up crying. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a funny guy. We got to remember that. He's very so, like, funny. every movie has a sense of humor, luckily, and I think that's why it's so relatable to audiences. Yeah. But I think that Nope is a super, super good movie. It definitely deserves a rewatch. Certainly. And do we want to get to ratings now? Sure. How many mm, uh, jean jackets? Oh, jean jackets, yeah. How many jean jackets will we give Nope? You go first. No, you go first. No, You're you the go. guest. You're the host. You're the guest. You're the host. You're the guest. I'm not talking until you go. Fine, I'll go. <laughs> I think that I will give it four jean jackets. Maybe 4.25. Is that allowed? Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Considering it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being so sassy to Tai Tai. Normally, I'm not this mean to him. <laughs> You're not being mean to me. I'm so mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 4.25 jean jackets because I really enjoyed what this movie was doing. I just don't understand all of it completely and I don't know why some of it's in it. But I liked it. And I liked a lot. Yeah, Kiki Palmer, though, she's kind of really annoying. But... <laughs> But I think it made sense for her character. Yes. For some reason, like, I don't like annoying, like, that style of, like, annoying, trendy, slang mm-hmm. using character. I thought she wasn't bad. How'd you feel about her with the vape? I don't I didn't love it. I think that ages stuff. But that's, like, I know it's current, today. but yeah. it's going to age stuff. It just uh, looks weird. But it would be more unrealistic if she's smoking cigarettes. You're yeah. so... Well, actually, a lot of people in LA smoke cigarettes. Yeah, maybe so. No, I don't, I didn't, I don't think... There's an issue with using things that are current. Yeah, maybe. But Daniel Kaluuya weirdly had a flip phone, which I don't know what that was about either. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, like being like a rural guy that doesn't... He's like not very social, clearly. <laughs> clearly. But one good thing about Kiki Palmer were her outfits were fire. They were. Or most of them were really cool. Yeah, I were need sick. to invest in some of that yeah, stuff. You'd, you'd wear those really well. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> but how many jean jackets would you give it? I would give it like 3.4 jean jackets okay cool 3.5 maybe oh snap crackle pop (laughs) i liked a lot of things about it and i enjoyed watching it and i would watch it again for sure but i just felt like i mean the kind of the complaints i had earlier it didn't all gel together the dialogue didn't really do it for me honestly like i'm generally not that big of a fan of direct symbols and direct Mm -hmm. symbolism but i think i mean it was it was really well done in terms of that. So because of the, I didn't feel like it gelled all together at the end and the dog didn't really quite do it for me, I would say 3.5. But I really loved how original it was. Yeah. And I think the if I like saw the full cut, I would, because I think it could have easily been longer. Definitely. It did not feel long. No, it went by really quickly. And normally I don't say that about movies. Yeah. But last but not least, did you like the final scene of the movie? And what do you think? Do you think he's alive or dead? okay that shows it wasn't a great ending if you can't even remember she's doing the thing oh yeah yeah of course i remember no he's alive definitely yeah i think he is too a lot of people are like no he's dead no he's definitely alive oh yeah i liked how he he used this is i don't know if this is really relevant but i liked how he used how Peel made Kiki use the theme park to take the picture. That was super cool. That and you remember at the very beginning of the movie, they showed her, oh, like, oh, photobomb, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it shows that 
thing. And I was like, oh, that's random. Yeah. And it comes back. It's but cool. the question is, what did she do with those photos? Yeah. Did she do know. anything? You know, Probably that's... publish them. I don't know. Became the photo of the year. It would be. Like the Afghan girl. It'd be pretty crazy. Oh, I love that picture. Yeah. But on that note... Follow us on Instagram at Strange Love of Media and visit our website, strangelovemovies.com, where a new blog post will be up about Nope. And you can follow Mr. Tyler on Instagram at underscore ekblad underscore. Yes. Thank you so much for being a guest and for inviting me to see this movie with you. It was a lot of fun. It was. We should do this another time. <laughs> this sounds like a business <laughs> transaction. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I hope uh, to be on the show again <laughs> in the near future. Yes. I hope you can be. All I can say, y'all, is that if you ever see or hear about an alien, just don't make eye contact with nope. it. Nope. Nope. Nope.